0: Well, happy, happy Monday. Very glad to connect with all of you. We are journeying through a stagnation layer of the cosmos. And you'll remember last week, perhaps, that we introduced the stagnation layer, an actual layer of the cosmos in our, in our solar system at the very edge, right before you tip out into interstellar space. And we read descriptions from NASA scientists calling it cosmic purgatory. And I remember seeing a lot of nods, myself included, when I read that description and then said, have you ever been stuck in a cosmic purgatory? And we're all like, yeah, yeah, I have been there or I am there. And the rest of the series is devoted to, well, now what? Maybe I am in a stagnation layer, a cosmic purgatory, or maybe I have been and know that I will be again one day because indeed it is part of the universe and therefore part of us. So, what do I do when I'm stuck? And you'll remember last week I shared the story of the Buddha's enlightenment and how, as he was being questioned by all of the fears and anxieties and doubts that rise up when we try to do anything grand. And all of those fears personified as Mara says, who gives you the authority? And Buddha leaned down and placed his hand on the earth and said, by the earth itself. And we remember that we have that authority too. The cosmos itself reminds us nobody needs to tell us, hurry up and get out of that stagnation. Fix it now. Who gives you the right to just sit here and try and figure things out? The cosmos itself. This is part of the ever unfolding universe and our ever unfolding life. So I want to read. A piece of the description from NASA scientists about the stagnation layer that I read last week, but we didn't get into. Okay, so I'm going to remind us and then we'll talk a bit about it. So they write that this region, one of the things they see is a doubling of the intensity of the magnetic field. Like cars piling up at a clogged freeway, the increased intensity of the magnetic field shows inward pressure from interstellar space meaning what is outside is pushing back. So think for a minute about those times when you feel stuck or lost and how often we feel that increased pressure coming at us to hurry up and figure it out, do something, right? Increased pressure pressing at us Now, simultaneously, scientists see these particles, these charged particles from our solar system, slowly leaking out of the stagnation layer into interstellar space. When we're stuck, do you not sometimes feel like, where did all of my creativity go, my mojo, my energy, my my normal ability to know and do and function as a highly capable adult. Where did it go? And so we danced this really uncomfortable dance in stagnation of feeling simultaneously complete pressure to hurry up and do something and paralyzed or frozen because we've been leaked out right? Our creativity, our energy, whatever you want to call that, it's dissipated. And so we've got all of this stuff swirling around inside of us. And there's not a clear path forward. We remember it took over a year, right? For these spaceships to make it through the stagnation layer. It's not, we don't know. Maybe it's a day, maybe it's a month, maybe it's a year that we're gonna be doing this dance of stagnation, waiting for some clarity. And so a piece of it is remembering, this is natural phenomenon. Part of human experience, part of the cosmos itself. There's another piece that may be helpful in these moments. And this is looking towards the wisdom that has come before us in whatever field of stagnation you find yourself in, right? So, we'll talk specifically about meditation, but extrapolate this out into like, say, you feel stuck at work or in your parenting or your uh, education or, you know, whatever it might be. You're stuck in buying a new home. I don't know. And we're spinning our wheels, we're spinning our wheels. So we might turn and look for teachings, for wisdom from people that have also walked this path. Now, let me be super clear that what I don't mean by that is go buy all the books or go find all the teachers, all the experts and listen to them real fast in succession, like uh... Uh, the inverse of a brain dump, right? You're going to let everybody else brain dump on top of you and you're going to take it all in. That is not helpful. That in fact only does the exact opposite and increases our anxiety and our frozenness, right? We're more stuck. But what we could do is we could very mindfully look for what I call threads of truth. The first time I introduced Threads of Truth was in my meditation teacher training, and I introduced it to show the through lines that are taught in meditation practice, pretty much regardless of location, lineage, time, culture. The words might be different. But the message, the wisdom, is pretty clearly saying the same thing. And when we start to be able to glean like, oh, in so many areas, I hear this message. Great. That's the thing that will be helpful in this moment of stagnation. It's not necessarily a teacher or all the teachers. It's not necessarily a book or all the books. But can I start to be curious enough to find threads that stay consistent? So I'm going to actually share my screen and show you this. And for my podcast listeners that aren't getting to see this right now, I'm going to put it in my newsletter. So make sure you're subscribed and then you'll get to see it too. So this is um, a piece of my teacher training manual. Uh, It's called Awakened Heart Sutra. Awakened Heart is my teacher training. It's this community. And sutra is a word that means to stitch together, right? Like suture, same thing. Sutra, to stitch together. And you'll see here on this left-hand column, you see Sri Vidya, You see Vipassana, you see mindfulness, and you see elemental. And these elemental, Nichelle, I added post-teacher training. This is going to be my next round because I realized this has to be here. Because these are my teachers. These are my teachers. Tracy Stanley and the Sri Vidya lineage. Tara Brock in Vipassana. Susan Piver, mindfulness. And nature itself, always. And probably, I'm guessing, if you have studied with me for a while, the words you know the most are presence, non-judgment, compassion. Right? That's the definition. My go-to definition for meditation is to be present, without judgment, and with compassion. And those three elements, presence, non-judgment, compassion, represent threads of truth. And you'll see them in many different ways in this chart. You'll see them listed in specific sutras. Sutras are like a phrase, a cryptic phrase that was written a long, long time ago about meditation. And it has a teaching embedded within it, each little cryptic phrase, right? And so Sutra 1.13 says, ardent effort to retain the peaceful flow of mind free of roaming tendencies is abeyasa. Abeyasa is a Sanskrit word, right? Maintaining a peaceful mind, free of roaming tendencies. What does that mean? Be here right now, be present. In mindfulness, we would talk about mindfulness of body, right? Get your body in the shape of meditation, whatever that is for you. It's not a right shape. But it is your seat for meditation calls you into the practice, into presence. I liken that to the element of fire because for me, this is the work of meditation. Our brain by design wants to go into the past or into the future. And our work, the effort of meditation is return here, return here, return here. And so there's this thread, whether you want to call it Sutra 1.13, or presence, or body, or fire. And then we come to this column of non-judgment, which is also how do I stay mindful of what's going on in my mind? How does water flow? Right? If you remember my elemental series, you remember me saying something along the lines of water does not care what is in its way. Right, It doesn't go, oh no, this is too hard. I can't go this way. It just keeps on flowing. Eventually wearing down whatever is in its path, right? Sutra 1.12 that can be controlled through practice and non-attachment. I'm not going to get all strung up about what I'm thinking and how I'm thinking and what it looks like. I'm not attached to that. So the mind is a thread. And then compassion, right? Compassion is the breath, the warmth, that sense of aliveness. It's air, the way that it's all around us all the time. It's in us. It's outside of us. And Sutra 3.34, by meditating on the heart, one gains complete knowledge of the mind. You don't have to know all of this. You don't have to resonate with all of this. But there might be one column or box that you're like, yes, this makes sense to me or resonates with me or makes me think of something important. And so if I'm stuck, if I'm feeling stagnant in my meditation practice, this is where I would go. Right? I would say, A, this is normal. I don't have to hurry and fix this. I can be stuck. My practice can feel stale. And let me revisit some of the teachings, even though I think I know them. Even though I show up to Monday night meditation every week and listen, let me revisit some of the teachings. And when I hear one of them, water, Oh, that feels that feels resonant to me right now. Great. Okay, so water, that thread of truth, it runs through non-judgment, it runs through the mind. So let me just sit with that. And this becomes, I don't know what you call it. What do you call this kind of rope? Like uh, an anchor, right? A thing so that you don't lose your way in the dark. We've got our hand on the rope and it's going to help us keep going, even though we've lost our way. That's what these threads of truth, I think, invite us to do. And take a minute just to think about, okay, so that, that's, these are the threads of truth for meditation. And if you were going to say, think about this in terms of, I'm going to say creativity, because that's something I spend a lot of time thinking about, right? And I'm like, man, my my creative juice is gone, right? I'm feeling so stuck creatively. I just don't know what to do next or create next. I might think back over books that I've loved or times that I have felt highly creative and look for those same kinds of threads. And is there one I can hold on to while I float through the stagnation layer? Yeah. So we're going to practice in a moment. And we might practice... Seeing or feeling or unraveling some of these threads of truth and practice. I'll just name a couple throughout the meditation. And the ones that don't speak to you, you can just let them go in one ear and out the other. And if one of them speaks to you, you might very gently place a hand on it and see where it guides you. Yeah? All right. So we are going to practice. And so you'll just take that moment to find your seat. And as you settle into a seat that feels familiar and comfortable to you, you'll take a deep breath in through the nose. And exhale out a sigh. And we'll just do that once again, inhaling deeply. Exhaling out a sigh. You might choose to let your eyes close. And if that doesn't feel quite right, you can always have a soft gaze down towards the earth. And together, as a group, we start our practice by silently saying to ourselves, now is my time to meditate. Now is my time to meditate. And as you say those words, notice what happens in your body. Perhaps you find a way to sit a little bit more fully. Perhaps you find you can let go of your hips, your thighs, or your belly. And you can soften the muscles of the chest and along your shoulder blades. Gradually letting go of any tension in the face, the jaw, the eye. And cross the forehead. Gently feel the top of your head lifting up and back just a touch. And for a moment, you notice this is mindfulness of body. This is the gentle effort of bringing ourselves to the present. You might take a moment just to let presence run through your mind, through your body, through your practice. Maybe noticing it as a golden thread that is here every time we sit might be a thread of fire in this place of presence. We start to feel our breath more noticeable here because we are so still. And so we truly feel what it feels like to breathe in. We feel what it feels like to breathe out. We feel that sense of warmth, of aliveness riding on the breath. Maybe you feel this as a softening of the heart. The sense of hurtfulness or compassion that is in the inextricably bound to your practice. Maybe you see or feel or take hold of the white thread of compassion. And thread of air. the longer we sit with our breath the more we inevitably notice the mind inviting in that sense of non-judgment Inviting in that sense of thoughts flowing like water. The thread of non-attachment, the thread of water, seeing a blue thread. And as we sit for about 10 minutes in silence, you have the gold thread of presence. The white thread of compassion and the blue thread of non-judgment. To serve as your anchors, your guide through this practice. You might weave them together you might follow just one. While well, we let this practice be one of patience and curiosity. And we'll sit together now. Remembering to feel each breath in and each breath out and to let everything else that arises simply be here. seeing threads of gold, white and blue, of fire, of air, of water, of presence, compassion and non-judgment. And as you let your breath deepen here You might just notice what threads feel most true, most relevant to you in this moment. Paying attention to the ways that those carry us out into the world. We start to wiggle our fingers and our toes. We let our breath deepen further with a nice full inhale in here exhaling out a sigh taking all the time you need to let go of your practice to blink your eyes back open thank you guys